0: But I cannot believe I've been doing this for 100 episodes. This is the 100th episode of Peace Talk Podcast. And I wanted to do something a little different, uh, very special for me. I wanted to have a, a, a quick conversation with two of my favorite people on planet Earth. And I don't know how many planets there are in the world. <laughs> like, I gotta be honest with you, there's probably a lot. But on Earth, these two brilliant, beautiful Black women are two of my favorite people. And what I wanted to do was sort of a in-year review of 2021 as it relates to entertainment. What was your favorite movie uh, that you saw last year? Favorite TV show that you watched? And uh, before we go into that, I thought I would give both of them an opportunity to just introduce themselves. My first guest, Shonora please uh welcome you let's welcome you back to the podcast and let you go ahead and give us your who you are what you've been up to because you have some amazing things that's happening for you in your life and i'm insanely inspired by your journey so go ahead and welcome back to the podcast
1: hey everybody this is Shonora. i am also known as shamama and day's uh probably i don't know what he says friend but definitely a headache um where i am right now is uh is pretty great i am a ruby ribbon stylist uh i guess you can say somewhat of an influencer i free women from their bras and um i'm just happy to be here to like kick back day and and my other friend ivy keep me on a Uh, like a a grounded space. And so I'm just here to kick back and talk about 2021.
0: Going back to your business, because my wife has ordered bras from you. My mother has ordered (laughs) bras from you. I, I don't know if this is a weird question to ask or maybe weird question to ask as a man, but when did you realize, okay, I'm wearing the wrong bra, Like this pain, there's something like there's something better out there. There is a better option. How did you sort of get involved with Ruby Ribbon? And when did you sort of made that decision that there's something that I want to do differently for my body?
1: Well, my son jumped on my back back in 2019 when my husband was 10 hours away and I could not walk upright and (laughs) it was probably the most embarrassing and painful experience that I've had in a few years, and I had a family friend Carmen Flores. Shout out to Carmen, um, who reached out to me. And she was like, "Hey, I just you know joined this new business venture," and I was like, "Back, back, I can't walk. I I, I don't have time for this." <laughs> and she goes, "What are you talking about? You know, we're we're family friends in real life." And I told her, and she said, "You need a nursing cami," and I said. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I'm not having any more kids. Elijah jumped on my back. I can't walk. George is away. He can't come back and help me. And she said, no, you need a nursing cami to help your back. And I said, what is, I've, I've had nursing cami. She this is different. So she sent it to me. And when I stepped in, the compression, which is 360 degrees of variable compression, immediately gave me relief. I had pretty much told everybody that I could about this product back in 2019 and I knew that I never wanted to sell it I never wanted to sell it I would go and help her um with vendor events and I would have like the little you know funky online party and nobody (laughs) wanted to come they were like I don't know what you're talking about because Ruby Ribbon is such a new company and nobody knows about it so um long story short because it is a long story I had two or three, and when um, I went back to work at the preschool, I was bra-free, and I was telling everybody, and I had a couple people in my life that said, you know what, I would buy it from her, but I'd rather you sell it, and I was like, well, I guess you're just not going to get a candy, because I'm not going to sell it. Sorry for you. My boots are free, yours are not, so um, July 2020, we're in the midst of a pandemic, ready to go back to school, and Carmen comes, and she says- you know, you've had a really rough year and I know that the injustices in this country are hard on your family. And She came and she sat and she fed us outside Chick-fil-A, this was the best meal, and she Chick-fil-A. told me about <laughs> the business. Right? Um, she told me, she said the business is changing and I don't know what's going to happen um, but if you could just pray you know, whatever is going to happen that it would be good. She's like, I, I believe in this business but I don't know what's going to happen happen. So I was like, I'm about to hook her up like I do all my other direct sales people. Signed on and within 30 days, the business just took off. And now we're here going on year two. And this business, I thought I was going to quit in 30 days. I, it's, it's doing everything. I've been able to move into a new home. I have People that I love all over the country, and women are ditching their bras. It's nothing like it on the market, and so I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I get to reach women at this point.
0: That's fantastic. I, I love that you have a product that you believe in. I remember trying to sell cars <laughs> for for 30 days, and I, I I couldn't do it. Like, and it wasn't that. It, I, I worked at Nissan. It was it was you know they, they make fine cars, right? but there was just something about selling this particular product where I was like, eh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, sure, you should buy it, right? Like, there's a huge difference being insanely invested and passionate about what it is that you're selling. So when you can, you know, wear the product yourself and I'm not also uh, the president, I'm a client, like, that that speaks volume. So uh, congrats to you and all your success and I can't wait for... 2022 to deliver uh even more my next guest is someone who has been on the podcast uh, a couple of times with different names and today she, she is going by i'll let you introduce yourself and tell us as much about you as you would like uh, go <laughs> ivy uh, hi <laughs>
2: My name is Ivy Von Trapp. <laughs> I am a woman who has a job. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for making time out of your out of your day. Okay, I can't do this. So we we I want to start with Movies and 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 TV. 2020, like, when we were on lockdown, I watched The Tiger King. And, you know, I, I watched The Circle on Netflix. And I watched a bunch of things that I love and I didn't love. And I said this. In 2020, I'm not going to judge anybody for anything that they watched. Because you were in the house, you watched. Then we, we started to get out of the house a little bit last year. And you know, movies started coming to us. Like HBO Max was like, hey, here's brand new movies you can watch in the comfort of your home, which I absolutely love. And so I thought it'd be a cool way to just kind of look back. What were some of your favorite things that you've seen, uh, whether it be movie or television? And uh, as we remember 2021, what what was that year for you? So we'll start with Ivy. <laughs> And uh, I'll let you take it away.
2: I will say that I am behind the times. I'll start off with my bad show, which was clickbait. It took the internet by storm. I don't understand that storm. Don't get that. I don't know why it rained. I don't understand why anybody would watch this show. It was bad. Through the whole show, I'm just like, what is happening? So... Yeah, um, a lot of comments. I don't want to relive it because it was bad then, and I don't want even to reflect on it. But yeah, clickbait was really, actually, you know what? It it had to be amazing because the title of it is exactly what it did, right? It was clickbait. That was it. It got my view. It it reeled me in with nonsense, and then had me staying there just to see how bad it got, and it got bad. So. Um, That's my bad one. My good one is actually one that I was introduced uh, to by Dalen. It's called I'm Sorry. How I describe I'm Sorry is basically, if you ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, it is like Larry David, a comedian that's kind of just trying to go through life but still, like, have jokes. But instead of Larry David, who, like, doubled down on all of his experiences, she does the simple thing of like I'm sorry but it's that very much like oh oh, I'm sorry I'm sorry and it just escalates from there and it, it was really great it was a really great show it was very funny it was great to see um there's like certain parts of it because the actress who wrote it is also stars in it and there's this joke that I have never seen on screen ever and it it comes from it being a woman-led comedy so it it was hilarious across the board and then my surprising one and this is the one don't judge me but i finally watched watchmen i watched it on a plane and i'm not gonna lie when it first started i read the comics i saw the movies so i understood all of the behind the scenes and it was my mind trying to take all of that information and then place what was happening in the show. So um, I will say probably by the fifth episode, though, I was there. Like, you had me. It was some of the best um, television I've seen. And by the end of it, I just loved it. But I also love that that's it. Like, there's not going to be a season two. It it, it doesn't require that. So Those are my top three for TV shows. For movies, um, okay, so once again, let me start off by saying I, I, I haven't watched nearly anything at all. So my bad movie is actually Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Now wait, I know what you're thinking. It's supposed to be a bad movie just because it's like a, you know, the fighting of the Godzilla, King Kong, whatever, whatever. But here's the thing. They even did that bad. Like, how can you be horrible with just a monster fight? First off, they never even really show people just show the monsters fighting. Secondly, the whole storyline was about the humans. Who cares about humans? I mean, <laughs> not not in a monster movie. Um, so yeah, it was horrible. Boo, boo, uh, boo. But anyway, uh, so that was my bad. My. Good, actually, was Concrete Cowboy. I'm very late to the party, but uh, I ended up watching it um, amazing, really great. There was uh, beautiful scenes, but there were moments in which it was quiet. And then uh, also it's, it's not based on a true story, but it's based on actual people who live like that. And, you know, quick synopsis, obviously, um, the kid actually gets in trouble and gets it to his father's his father is a, a cowboy but cowboy in the city and that's the result of concrete cowboys and it's these people who have horses but they're in the middle of philadelphia so it, it, it's an amazing movie uh idris alba plays uh, the father and there's just some very strong acting moments and even like I feel like it's, it's so real just because everybody had a redemption storyline whether or not they wanted it or need it they had it and you could see like everybody wasn't a villain so it was, it was, it was just amazing so that and then what's surprising was a uh, Spider-Man the new one is it Far From Home I keep mixing this up um, but No, no this, Way
0: Home no Way Home, okay. It's the sorry. Home Trilogy. And okay,
2: well, yeah. See, I, that's what throws me. because It's Homecoming,
0: Far From Home, home and No and Way home. home.
2: Like, I loved it, but at the same time, it was surprisingly sad. So, that is my surprise.
0: Shanoor, go ahead and let us know what uh, your movies and TV shows were for, for 2021.
1: I've been taking notes on all these things that I haven't watched that she's talking about. So, um... I am behind the times as well. And it was really hard to narrow it down, but my top uh, show for 2021 that I have just finished. Like, I think we just finished it on January 1st was white collar with the fine Matt Bomer. Oh my gosh. He is just a beautiful creation. Um, I love the storyline. It's about this art thief who is very clever and cunning and, He is released from prison on house arrest um, to help the FBI close some other cases with, you know, other people. He's basically like this beautiful snitch. That's what he is. Um, However, I um a plus because it is the only show that I can think of that made me cry at the end. So definitely recommend that one. It's one of those shows where... You get just enough crime and just enough um, this character. You can I love watching the characters evolve and how they ended it. The second one is Shit's Creek, which is something that I did not know about until 2021, and Eugene Levy and Dan Levy, this father-son duo. I I don't know. It's like one of my favorites. I love Moira. Um, Don't ask me her real name because I don't know, but I know that she was Kevin's mom in Home Alone. Um, And you just have this little family and you usually see rags to riches, but to see riches to rags and how their storyline develops over time, um, how it is... It's really beautiful to see a family dynamic where the father is accepting of his children no matter their lifestyle, no matter um, what they're doing. He's just so supportive and it's the mom that's kind of like disconnected. So you really don't see that (laughs) Um, in mainstream. And so I loved it. I think it was beautifully written. I love the humor. I love the awkward moments, and it's just—it's one of my favorites. That is an, uh, a series that I could watch again and continuously get laughter from. My third show is Kim's Convenience. Um, I gave it a B B+, because I did not like the way it ended per se, but I loved um, watching an Asian focused comedy that did not have subtitles. And I know that, that like some people are into that thing, but I just love that it was Canadian humor. I loved to make Canadian TV when I was younger. I used to watch <laughs> Canadian shows. So it was very relevant. I love the family dynamic where you just, you you know, you see these families that run these convenience stores but you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes and their family dynamic and how it really goes we just i mean we live in america which is you know sometimes closed-minded so the fact that they were able to open up that storyline and let us see the culture and and how it really is and jung um, who's apparently in other productions as well. He's the main character, who is the son. Um, they, the father and the son, they have this this distance and this tension. But there's just so much more to the storyline. These little side stories that really make me chuckle because they're very similar to American family dynamics. So I gave it a B plus because I hated the way that it ended, but. I loved it overall. It was a great experience. So for movies, <clears throat> um, my worst one, I hated Space Jam. <laughs> I hated it. Felt like the acting was horrible. I love the nostalgia. I love, you know, I have nothing against LeBron. But it was like, we I watched it again to give it a second chance because you know, 2021 was booming business. And I said, maybe I didn't give it enough time. So I watched it again with my son because he loves it. And I was like, yep, I still hate this movie. I don't think they gave enough. Now, what I do love is that you see this father-son dynamic again that just evolves and grows. And I love that. Um, I love seeing the nostalgia of all the different characters of Warner Brothers. But I just think that it could have been done a little bit better or they should have just left it alone. I also realized that the original Space Jam was probably a little bit inappropriate. So maybe I just had my standards too high. Um, My second one is Fatherhood. It was a Kevin Hart movie. I love seeing Kevin Hart in serious roles. Um, He is, you know, I liked him for the longest as a comedian. I have another favorite comedian that you may know right now that I'm kind of focusing on. Um but Kevin Hart is one of um Kevin Hart is one I think he's great at this role because this movie I'm gonna try not to talk about it too long, it highlights what a black woman goes through. Like the reality is there are a lot of black women that die childbirth because they're not seen. And then you also see the dynamic of how critical in judging some some mothers are and that that goes you know even outside of the african-american race but then you just see this father who just keeps trying no matter what he's a little prideful but i'm like this whole time i'm just like rooting for him and i just think it was a great heartwarming movie i'm pissed off at the girlfriend because she shouldn't have left she shouldn't have left but that's just i don't want to talk about that because it still makes me mad i feel like she shouldn't have left so, my all-time favorite is Encanto. Oh, my goodness. Encanto. And George was like, are you sure that was 2021? I was like, we're going to say it was 2021 because it's so amazing.
2: Lin-Manuel,
1: I don't know if he's underrated everywhere else, but he is amazing. The music, everything. Like, we play the soundtrack every single time. Mirabelle is this, I feel like there's a Mirabelle everywhere where you just you feel like you know you want your you want your special gifts you don't know necessarily what your purpose is but they had to uncover you know the family secret in order to really you know get there so we don't talk about bruno plays several times in our home and as the more and more we watch it i just love how they captured the culture and um i my kids are like we want to go to colombia and i'm like yes It was done. It wasn't cheesy. It was relevant. It was powerful. And I think that it is going to be um, uh, an open door for people to really look at their family dynamic and mental health and those things that we hide and realizing that if we don't just sweep everything under the rug, then really it can be a beautiful thing. That power is recognizing uh, or, or just being mentally inter- or emotionally intelligent and mentally healthy. So
0: that that's fine. I'm gonna start with what um Ivy said about clickbait. Super horrible. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little deeper because here's a problem with a show being very horrible. Other people are like, Oh, you must see it. <laughs> like I, like there was there was a ridiculous amount of people that we're posting on Facebook and social media like this is much must watch. Like, please, y- you you won't be sorry. <laughs> like, I was so sorry. Like, ten minutes in, um, the 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 sister girl has the worst hairstyle of, of any white woman I've ever seen on like TV. Um, the whole spoiler alert. The whole reason for everything happening was because a, a old lady was 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 lonely. Like, there was. There was too many things wrong for people to like. Look past it and say, "You got me." You know, what I'm like it would be, it'll be like it's it's one of those things where you remember in the late '90s, early 2000s, where it was all about uh, what what's the twist? Like M Night Shyamalan, like like what what's going to be the twist? And as long as it was a good twist, people just forgave everything that happened. And so this was a great example of. The twist was horrible. The 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 lead up was horrible. And you got me. You tricked me, Netflix. You got you made me watch this. Rotten Tomato, and I'm not gonna say Rotten Tomato is the you know all in when it comes to movie ratings, but they gave it a, a 56%, and I think that's 50% too high. So <laughs> clickbait was absolutely horrible. My favorite show that I saw is a show that that ended last year. And it was just a so beautiful um, conclusion to a great series, which is Insecure, with um, Issa Rae as the writer and, and Larry Wilmore who created. And it's it was a beautiful black woman story that wasn't, you know, you have to be strong and 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 confident and and I don't want to say that's necessarily a stereotype, but it was very much like no, like there were so many different shades. of of emotion and layers to black people and i think they they did a really great job of highlighting a lot of that so i just i fell in love with the show it's a great show i don't think it's a a show um or a black show i think it's just a beautiful show that um that has a, a a black cast so uh absolutely loved it and the show that i was surprised by um was the show called Maid, which is on Netflix. It stars uh, Margaret Qualley. And it's really just this beautiful story of a, a, a recently new single mom trying to figure out how to take care of her daughter with, with very little resources. And it talked about uh, emotional abuse, which is something I don't think gets talked a lot about. You know, we are all very familiar with physical abuse. And I thought the direction of, of really highlighting, you no, know, there's a lot of different uh, types um, you know I, I I just me and my wife watched it, and I'd be honest with you, I went through the roller coaster of like he's not as bad as i is of a guy as I think, and no he he was he was pretty crappy, <laughs> so I love the way that they told the story because most stories is like here's the bad person, here's the good person, and I think they did a really good job of explaining the roller coaster of life where. Not everybody that comes into your life is is great when you first meet them, but then they turn out to be and vice versa. So those were my shows. In movies, you talked about Spider-Man, so I'm going to leave it alone because I, I'm very indifferent about it. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a part of the, the movie where Peter Parker is playing God, and I'm like, don't do that, Peter. Just Just do what you're supposed to do. Send these bad people back. But he's like, I'm going to change whatever. My worst movie, though is just the movie that I was the most disappointed with, which was hands down Matrix 4. I bought HBO Max. I subscribed just for this movie. I watched it at midnight or whatever when it came out. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. We did not need this movie. And it was very sad and disappointing. And I got to give that a D. I'm gonna give it a D plus because it had some nostalgia because I think that's what's selling now. <laughs> it's like let's put a gumball machine in this and 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 call it a movie. But no, it gets a D for me. A movie that I was surprised by. Like I, I walked in wanting to like it and enjoy it, and and I did. Which was a uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. It was a movie that came out early last year, also on HBO Max. Uh, it was the story of Fred Hampton, and it just had powerful acting. And <laughs> I was talking to my barber, and the conversation was, "Oh, you didn't know what was going to happen at the end?" Well, yes, well, yes, I'm very familiar with the story, but the way it played out, and and how they how they told the story, um, I think was was just beautiful. So uh, that movie gets an A for me. And my favorite movie of last year, you've already mentioned. Uh, two actors or two actors that were in different projects but Idris Elba and Regina King they were in the movie called The Harder They Fall which was on Netflix just absolutely love there is something about being a black person and I love seeing black people not not as slaves you know not as as these, these roles that we are so accustomed to and I just love the cowboy movie like it, it was very beautiful and Again, my barbers, like there was three cowboys and they took on a whole town. And I thought it was a very fun, great uh, cast, uh, brilliant actors. And I just I fell in love with the movie. I thought it was really great. And it had a great soundtrack because Jay-Z was involved with it. So um, those are mine. And before we get out of here, feel free to try to touch on anything that was mentioned. But I just want to hear, you know, how was 2021 for you? And uh, what are you maybe looking forward to in this year, 2022?
2: Well, 2021 was... It was sad because the whole idea was that the pandemic was slowly going to come to an end and we're going to get back to normal and all of that. And I feel like 2021 was the realization that none of that's true. It is here to stay and... Basically, you have to adjust your life and not think that things are going to go back to normal. And so I think 2021 was that realization. It was slow, uh, but it had a deeper impact. Um, I feel like, I mean, I traveled, I I did the exact same things I usually did, but I really started to. have to analyze what I was doing, why I was doing it, and decide if it was best for me in the overall picture. And so 2022 is basically the consequences of it. I mean, not to sound negative, but uh, it is the actions that will be taken after the analyzation of 2021 previously so that's how i look at it It 2021 was a year to adapt and figure out how to adapt to a new life and then 2022 is the execution
0: all right shanara you're up
1: that was hard that's hard to follow uh 2021 was one of my favorite things to say is grief and gratitude there was a lot of death sickness you know things like that but there were also some great things Um, I think one of the best things was that I had this um, beautiful family experience that was not broadcasted online and I won't broadcast it but our family got closer Um, we developed some really meaningful relationships with people and it just kind of gave us a silver lining to all of the grief that took place. Of course, my business um, took off. I, I stayed consistent as possible, um, and there's some people that I met that are really, really pushing me forward towards greatness. So, like she said, I had to adapt, adjust, and now the time is execution. No excuses grateful.
0: I'm grateful. Okay. I love that. Thank you. Thanks thank you both for making time. I just wanted to do something special for my 100th episode and I think 2021. I mean each year there's you can you can look at it and you can evaluate it and you can look at the great and the bad and the, the ugly and I I think my favorite part of I'm I'm one of those people. My favorite part of, you know, happy new year is okay. I get another chance to do it and it doesn't necessarily have to start January 1st, but I think it's very important that whatever it is that you're not doing that you want to be doing, you just, you start doing it and you, it's a commitment thing. And I know not everybody, uh, situation is the same where, you know, I got kids and you, you know, some people who don't have kids, like I, you know, I, I could live, live free and you know, <laughs> whatever it is, I really want you two, and that's whoever's listening, and and you, you ladies as well. Whatever it is that you like to accomplish in 2022, I hope you just go for it relentlessly. I am looking forward to really, really just getting as much as I can out of this year. And I love the fact that you were talking about having a great relationship with your family because I think the people that you have, your loved ones, your family, your friends. I think those those relationships are super important and you should never take those for granted. So that's my 100th episode. And if you have a movie or an episode or show that you really enjoyed, uh, reach out to me and let me know. And I, I think I may talk more about these as we move forward. So that's going to do it for this last episode of Peace Talk Podcast, episode 100. And uh, you say goodbye.
1: Bye. Bye. Love you. to I mean it.
0: <laughs> take care.